All right, and welcome to the Troy Dad Podcast. My name is Troy. This is my dad. Say hi, Dad. Hi, Dad. All right, today we are talking about the Rolling Stones 500 Greatest Albums of All Time list. They updated it. They haven't not updated it. In other words, they've updated it previously. I don't know when it was originally debuted, but they've recently updated just in the last couple weeks or so. In 2020, and my is it a doozy. Previously, their updatings has been like, oh, let's move one of the 439 album off the list and make way for some other common or some other modern thing. But this was the biggest shakeup that truly, truly, truly is reeking of, I would probably say, non-musical influences. We're going to get into this list. But before we go into it, Dad, what are your thoughts on opinions about superiority of music in general? Well, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about the list itself. First of all, Rolling Stone, when you have lists like this, it's more of... If you're a fan, you're going to give more credence to the artist that you're a fan of, i.e. bias. Uh, Rolling Stone, uh, it's all opinion, and Rolling Stone's been going downhill for years and years and years, so I don't put much credence in their lists at all to start with. Now, second of all, uh, you have to understand that post-1988, maybe, I have not uh, dealt with albums. Uh, My expertise goes from the mid-60s to the mid-80s. Mm-hmm. That span. So, if you're going to talk about corn, or if you're going to talk about Alice in Chains, I'm not going to have a clue what the heck you're talking about if they had a great album. Now, if it was an album that I've heard of, yeah, I might do that. But uh, if we can limit it this to the greatest albums of. The time period that I'm well, we're going we're going with the top fifty albums of Rolling Stone here. There, there obviously there's going to be some well, that you will... you don't recognize, but there's the, but most of which I can assure you are you will recognize. Now, for example, for the first no, no, number fifty and number forty nine, that's Jay Z and Outkast respectively. I know you haven't listened to the the Blueprint or Aquemini, so I'm I'm just gonna skip past them. Um, but Bob Marley at 48. Bob Marley and the Whalers legend. Don't worry about them. Well, you also have, my, my biggest point is Both that every little thing you have going to be at, uh, like. Um, you know, album sales. How much, you know, if that. We're not, we're not, we're not worried about album sales here. No, I'm just saying if that qualifies for their measurement of. Albums being great, 
because they sold so many. Oh, trust me. I, by by the end of this, by the end of this list, you'll realize that album sales really don't really go into much, very much okay, as, as other so things. So now the bottom, the the final point I want to make is that when it comes to the best albums or the greatest albums, it's not the albums that you have the most of the artists. It's the one that you listen to the most. In other words, if, uh, if you're on a desert island, which album would you like to have? And you only had one album to choose from. Which album would that be? Well, that would be your number one album, I would think. Second, uh, I don't want... I don't know if you want to uh, limit it, limit this to rock and roll or all albums ever recorded because uh, there are some albums that appeal to me which are in the top 10 which do not have anything to do with rock and roll. So you can proceed as you will and... Let's get the discussion started and see where it goes. Alrighty. So, let's go ahead and um, start from the, the, the 50. There's going to be, there's, thankfully, this, this, uh, this uh, uh, article I have actually has the f- other 50 from the uh, 2003 list that they put out. So, I'm actually going to be able to do that. So, that's why I'm going to skip by this. This first 50, we got Jay-Z, Outkast, Bob Marley, Ramones, Paul Simon, Prince, Nas, Tribe Called Quest, Radiohead, Rolling Stones, David Bowie, Talking Heads, Bob Dylan, Dr. Dre, Michael Jackson, The Beatles, Stevie Wonder, Amy Winehouse, Beyonce, Miles Davis, Jimi Hendrix, The Beatles again, D'Angelo, Wu-Tang Clan, Patti Smith, Carol King, The Beatles again, Velvet Underground, Notorious B.I.G., Bruce Springsteen, and Radiohead. That's, that's the... That, for anyone out there who's probably wondering, who's probably listened to what I just recognized, there's a lot of uh, a lot of artists you probably didn't expect to have a top fifty album of all time in there. Um, probably, for example, part of your uh, 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 a wheelhouse, Dad. Would you say that Carol King's Tapestry? Deserves to be in the top 25 albums of all time. Well, when you look at Carole King's Tapestry, you're looking at how it affected the world. And that's another measurement that Rolling Stone probably put in there. Uh, Personally, uh, the music of Carole King's Tapestry is subpar. Uh, She only had really one hit off that album. Uh, You could... You could argue that she had maybe two, but uh, uh, Carol King's Tapestry, uh, I don't listen to it. I don't have it on my my list. And so uh, greatest albums of all time, I would omit it. So it's not even in your top 500, let alone your top 25. Uh, top 500? Yeah, I'd probably put it in the top 500, but it would be in the upper hundreds. All right, so what about Patti Smith Horses? Uh, Patti Smith Horses, good album, but uh, her Easter album's better. So uh, Patti Smith, she was another one of those influenced people 
kind of like Carole King that influenced a lot of people, which, but musically, and the way, the way I judge an album is not how it affects, <clears throat> I look at it as a strictly music, and the only good song that Pat, uh, or Patti Smith, that I like is because of, because tonight, other than that, I'd have to listen to some of her stuff again, but her stuff is, it's still in the, it's not in the top 50 for sure. No, the Horses is 26, according to the new well, they're, Rolling they're Stone. All right, did you, uh, have you ever listened to the Velvet Underground and Nico? Uh... Yeah, but it, but uh, again, uh, that the, they were a obscure band, and uh, they they they're really not on my radar. So well, this is interesting because in the two thousand three list, they are ranked as the thirteenth best album of all time. And in the updated list, they've dropped ten places to twenty-three. I think I think the best thing about the Velvet Underground was their name. Okay, fair enough. Um, where do you rate the Boss? Springsteen. Springsteen, which is a very interesting phenomenon mm-hmm. because uh, if you list, if you knew Springsteen like I knew Springsteen when he was the hottest, sure. Uh, everybody was Springsteen, Springsteen, Springsteen. I, I, I know guys today that think Springsteen is still the best, best, best. But uh, if you look at uh, his songs and his... Uh, that's the power of love. Dun, 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 oh, that's dun, Huey Lewis. Dun, dun, dun. Oh. Um, but if you look at... Sledgehammer. That's, dun, that's dun. Gabriel. Oh, sorry. Um, if you look at Springsteen and his music and his songs, yeah, uh, Born in the USA was probably, you know, a, a good album. Uh, I'd put that up there. But uh, what well, this really turned me off about Springsteen was, was uh, even though I love the song, I'm on fire, they made a big hype about it, and it really didn't deliver is what I wanted it to. But uh, Springsteen as a is a superstar. I think his his uh, uh, his previous his early stuff was better than his later stuff. Well, Born to Run is number twenty one on the new updated five hundred list. Uh, well, yeah. If you like, if you like American rock and roll, Springsteen is up there. Yes. Um, well, we're going to move on to another American rock and roll. Here we have Highway 61 Revisited by Sir Bobafeld Delanovich. Now, Dylan, uh, if you want Dylan, uh, I, I like the, 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 what's the word? It starts with a C. Um, the copulations. Well, that means sex. No, I mean the the grouping, the like the greatest hits albums. Compilations. Compilations, yeah. 
Okay. Um, that's where you're going to get the best Dylan. I mean, his 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 hits were spread out too far apart. I mean, there, another thing, and, and here's another thing that 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 I wanted to make at this point right now because it's going to be pertinent later on in the discussion. Mm-hmm. Is one, if you could put the album on and listen to all the one side and then flip it and listen to all the instead of trying to sit there next to the record player and oh this 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 track stinks so I'm going to skip that track it's it's not it doesn't deserve the top 10 you need a you need an album that you can put on and just let it run that what makes the best albums. Okay, well, since you mentioned the top ten, let's go straight to the top ten. You mentioned uh, top ten, so top ten of the new updated list is Lauren Hill, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Don't know her music. Number nine, Bob Dylan, Blood on the Tracks. Give me Bob Dylan's greatest hits and I'm fine. All right. Number eight, Purple Rain. Prince! And the revolution. Well, yeah, he's got some good songs and stuff, and that that movie was all right and okay, and it had all the stuff. Let's go crazy, great song. Okay, uh, the other songs, eh. Interestingly, Purple Rain is in the top ten. Purple Rain. I mean, come on. Purple Rain is in the top 10 of the new list, but it wasn't even in the top 50 of the 03 list. Well, that's it might be a tribute because of, of he's not with us anymore. Here I- we go. We're now entering your alley. Number seven, Fleetwood Mac. Okay, Fleetwood Mac. Very, very good. Uh, uh, some of their albums were very good. Some of them were very bad. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Rumors was their best. Mm-hmm. That was one of those, that's one of the albums that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Where you can put it on and listen to every track on a side mm-hmm. and like every song. So mm-hmm. that deserves, that alone deserves to be in the rankings. Okay, well, what rankings are you giving it? Uh, how, how many are we talking about? Ten or five? Whatever you want. Where where where's your where's your rumors? I'll go top ten. Top ten. Yeah. All right. Well, this is number seven according to the Rolling Stone twenty twenty list. Now I I do like Tusk too, even though a lot of people overthrow Tusk. I do like the album Tusk, even though uh, a lot of people don't know all that's on it because it's a double album. It's a very long album. But they got some dang good songs on that, on that. Um, the the live version, uh, the dance, that was basically their greatest hits live. So most of it came from rumors anyway. So that doesn't count. Uh, but rumors and Tusk are probably the only Fleetwood Mac albums I consider. Even though they've had some good songs off of other albums just by themselves, just the songs. That's another problem you have when you're dealing with albums. You're, you're dealing with more than one song. 
I'm going to skip a couple and move straight to the number four slot, which is now being occupied by Stevie Wonder. Okay, Stevie Wonder, uh, great artist. Uh, his early stuff is much better than his later stuff, obviously. Uh, my personal favorite was Stevie Wonder, his songs in the key of life. But uh, he does have some good songs prior to that. Uh, I think after Songs in the Key of Life, he went uh, experimental or or more off off the cuff. And I, if you're gonna play, if if I'm gonna listen to Stevie Wonder, that's the album I'm going to. Okay. Well, you've identified his greatest album or at least in congruence to this list, where do you rank it? Songs of the Key of Life? Mm -hmm. Not in the top ten. Well, it's not only in the top ten, it's in the top five. Well, it's not, it's not good enough. No. Um, moving on to number three, I would say it's the most controversial, but number one certainly more controversial in my opinion. Number three, Joni Mitchell! Oh my God! Everybody talks about Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell this. Joni Mitchell this. They might as well be talking about Joan Baez for Christ's sake. I mean, I was around when Joe Baez and Joni Mitchell hit was at their peak. And Joni Mitchell, yeah, she's got some good songs. The only good song she had was uh, was um, "Parking Lot." What what's the song? All the noise in the go, but you don't know what you got till it's gone. Save paradise, put up a parking lot. Yeah, but there's a name of it now. But it's Big Yellow Taxi, that's it. So that that was her only really interesting song. The other songs are yeah, she's got some other good songs. Mr. Jones and me. But she was part of the hippie movement and how it started. Everybody thinks about, oh, since she was around the hippie movement, everything started there, she's got to have some credence. Well, for music... Clearwater Revival. Forget it. Now, so you're talking about Creedence Clearwater Revival? No. I'm what? talking about Joni Mitchell, and apparently you don't have much respect for the number three greatest album of all time, Blue. No, I mean, she, she's got some good songs here and there, but... You know, Big Yellow Taxi is the only one that, that really made it. I'm saving number two for last. Fine. Number one in 2020. Yeah. By the Rolling Stone magazine. Greatest albums of all time list. Marvin Gaye. Oh, please. Marvin Gaye. What's going on? Marvin Gaye, Marvin Gaye. Who I think I think the uh, uh I uh, that, that Marvin Gaye's been on every list since since time and, Yeah, Marvin Gaye has got good songs and stuff like that. And, but you know so there's, a, there's a little bit of uh of race bias on this one, I'm sure. Um, you I'll think you what, but I'll tell you what there's a really? lot better, uh, be better uh, thought. black groups that I would listen to than Marvin Gaye I mean there's plenty of talented 
great, absolutely fantastic Motown sounds that Marvin Gaye can't even compare to. So don't give me Marvin Gaye and just that what's going on. Come on. I mean, there, there's plenty of, uh, of uh, Motown sounds that, that beat Marvin Gaye in, in going head-to-head that I can't even, even start to make that argument. Well, that seems convenient because the first question I'd ask you is who? Who? Yeah. Uh, oh, gosh. The Spinners. Uh, the Five Keys. The, uh, uh, the Temptations. Uh, Gladys Knight. Uh, Ella, for crying out loud. Uh, well, we're gonna we're gonna go hit some of my favorites in this uh, top not top fifty list. Starting with the uh, number six, Nirvana. Never mind. Yeah, everybody talks about Nirvana and Kurt Cobain and all that crap. And the only reason Nirvana got to be the Nirvana that they had, there was three reasons. One. Kirk Cobain killed himself. Second, uh, Teen Spirit. Third, the baby in the pool. That's it. Other than that, so, their, their music so, is so, that great. So, so by your estimation, the reason Nirvana is so heralded as, as great as they are is because Kirk Cobain killed himself and the reason why we're talking about Nirvana right now, which is their album Nevermind, which had... The Baby in the Pool is the album cover, and Smells Like Teen Spirit is the lead single. Other makes now, makes other a pretty good argument. Got. Makes a pretty good argument as to why this should be long in the top ten albums of all time. Well, what, and it absolutely now, should be because this was truly a generational sort of situation. Name another song that's 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 on that album. I'm so happy that today I feel like is in my head. Polly wants a cracker. Come on, man. It's all good. It's all good. It's all gravy. All right. Now let's skip ahead to number 12. Because this is Thriller. Thriller that you can put on the... Formerly the top-selling album of all time. Yeah, but Thriller was good because you can put it on, and all the good songs were good. Uh, there, there were some covers on it, but uh, Thriller is not my favorite song on the album. Uh, Dirty Diana was good. I mean, Human Nature's good on it. I mean, it had a lot of good songs in the in a in an album. So. Yes, that would be in the top. Oh, I'd make it number five. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I think that that was uh, at least number five. So, so, so part of your top ten is rumors and thriller. Yes. Interesting. I'm gonna make a note of that. All right, another one that holds close to my heart. If I can start to breathe, is number 30, the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Oh, God, Jimi Hendrix. Are you oh, are experienced? You, can you hear Jimi Hendrix? Boy, boy, 
Jimmy Hendrix that. I'm so sick of everybody discussing Jimmy Hendrix. Greatest guitarist of all time. Yeah, there, there's, there's the game. Greatest guitarist of all time. Greatest guitarist sure. ever. Uh huh. Yeah. He is. I don't think so. Name a one. Name one greater. Uh, personally, I think Eddie Van Halen's better. I'm not Eddie, talking about better. I'm talking about greater. 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 Well, in 50 years, he's gonna be forgotten. Eddie? No, Jimmy. Nah, Eddie will be forgotten before Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy blew it because he he died before his peak. All right, before well, he died at twenty seven. Yeah. Before I move on to my final my final thing, which I believe will be the, uh, the 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 end of it. Let's go ahead and move on to some of the albums that are no longer part of the top fifty. And I'll ask you and see if they deserve to have been removed or deserve to have to stay. Right. Number 50 of the 2003 list and no longer on the top 50 list in 2020, Little Richard. Should he have been removed from the top 50? Well, Little Richard did influence a lot, a lot. A lot of artists, undeniably, and uh, but but is and, his but his and his music self-titled record Little Richard worthy of being the top fifty greatest albums of all time? Uh, I would say yes. I would say fifty would be a good number for it. Alright, what about the Allman Brothers band? Oh god, the Allman Brothers band. Which album? Uh, I have no idea which album. Well there's only one album for any Allman Brothers fan. Uh the Allman Brothers It depends on if if you're if you just want to relax and 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 just be mellow. Almond Brothers band is a good is a good choice, but but top fifty, mm, yeah, fifty. Yeah, I'd have to keep them in the top fifty. At Fillmore East. Okay. What do you mean? Okay. That's the name of the album. Uh, Public Enemy, obviously not. John Coltrane. A Love Supreme. Uh, I'd have to hear some more of his music. I, I've heard the name. I know, he, I know the band. The band. Uh, can't comment. Pink Floyd. Okay, Pink Floyd. Here we go. What album? And what is your thoughts? Okay, two albums jump out with Pink Floyd. Okay. Obviously, Dark Side of the Moon mm-hmm. is in your top ten. Okay. Uh, the Wall is in your top twenty-five. Okay. Uh, personally, I like uh, Dark Side of the Moon better. However, Comfortably Numb on the Wall is a heck of a song. So, um, and there's other other a uh, heck of a song. Other songs on the wall, and a wall. The wall was a was a was an anthology, not an anthology, but a 
But you could you could see where they were going with it and blah blah blah. So it's definitely in the top twenty-five. Now, the only other Pink Floyd uh, Pink Floyd uh, honorable mentions are "Wish You Were Here," uh, "Animals," and "A Saucer Full of Seagulls." Why why are you why are you mentioning single songs when you're clearly talking about albums? I'm talking about albums. I'm talking about I'm talking about uh, "Wish You Were Here." That's an album. Is it? Yeah. It's not a song on Dark Side of the Moon? No. It's an album. Okay. Well, it starts off with uh, Welcome to the Machine, Have a Cigar. Listen, the only, uh, the only Pink Floyd album that's on the top 50 is Dark Side anyway. So this Animals nonsense, this no, Walls Animals nonsense. Is a great, great album. And, uh, it ain't on the list, man. All right. Then let me ask. Then let's turn the tables a little bit. Okay. Tell me if these artists are on a list. Okay. Alan Parsons. Nope. See, there they blew it right there. Top 50 albums. What album? What album from Alan Parsons' project is going to be in the top 50 greatest albums of all time amongst all modern music of the Western civilization? Pyramid. Pyramid by Alan Parsons. Yep. Okay, well, this is what I'm going to do for you. Now that we're here, now that you're here and you pissed me off, this is what I'm going to do. Top Alan Parsons' Pyramid Not Perion Parson. Okay, here we go. Here we go. This is what the what the critics at the time said. They gave it three out of star, three out of five stars. Mike DeGain in in all music gave it three out of five. Well, he's nuts. Even with six different vocalists lending their talents to the album, Pyramid still remains an average bit of material from the Alan Parsons Project. Not only does the album's theme evolve around the mystique of the pyramid, but it also touches on man's fascination with superstition and its powers. The instrumental Voyager opens things up, and its provocative style sets the tone for the album's supernatural mood. The bright-sounding What Goes Up is one of the highlights here, as is The Eagle Will Rise Again, sung by Colin Blundstone. The anxiety-ridden pyromania enhances the album's concept the best, accompanied by some excitable keyboard playboy playing in a friendly middle. The lesson learning I can't take it with you teaches that our souls are our most important asset in typical person's chart charm. While not a stellar album, Pyramids completes the task of musically explaining its concept. Its short but slightly compelling nature grows after a few listens, but the album itself isn't a necessity. Well, they're out of their mind. All right. Anybody, that, anybody that's cool that doesn't have Alan Parsons' Pyramid in their record collection is a fool. All right. Well, we're going to continue on downward past Pink Floyd Dark Side, which was 43 on the, on the uh, 2003 okay, list. another album that should be on the list. Boston, first album. Not on the list. That should be in the top ten. Well, it's not on either list, unfortunately. Okay. That that one, you put it on, oh my. You just you just put it on. We're, it. we're going with the doors. The doors. They they had a few good hits. Alright, what about the sex pistols? Uh, they were uh, they, I think they were a little bit past my time. The Eagles. Okay, the Eagles. They they say that the Eagles were the best group ever, ever, ever. 
I don't know who says that, but well, I've heard it, and and I've heard that, well, I've heard their album is the highest selling album yeah, of all time. I've heard too. Yeah, their 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 uh, greatest hits volume one, yeah, which was, was the for greatest, yeah. greatest hits volume one, which was remarkable because it didn't have Hotel California on it. Right, that's the whole reason why it's remarkable. Well, it turns out the whole thing was a farce. It was manipulated numbers with with stats and facts with weird record sales numbers that didn't account for double albums and all sorts of nonsense. So nobody's ever said the Eagles are the greatest band of all time. Nobody said the Hotel California is the best album of all time. Nothing. The only reason the Eagles are remarkable in this context of this podcast is that they were once the 37th greatest album of all time, according to Rolling Stone, in 2003. And now they have been removed from the top 50. Where it stands now, I do not know. I agree. Okay, well, Carol King, Tapestry, that was 36 at one time, and it's yeah, been it's it, it's since been moved substantially up. David Bowie. Oh, Bowie. He's got some great songs. And, well, uh, there's only one album in the top 50 on both on both occasions. Actually, see, Bowie's another one yeah. that you need a greatest hits. I agree, but certainly an artist in time is just as viable rather than an amalgamation of their best pieces. Well, still, Bowie, if you're going to listen to Bowie, get his Changes One Bowie album or his Greatest Hits album or whatever and throw that on there. Ooh, here's something that's going to be interesting to talk to you about. On the 2003 list, number 29, Led Zeppelin. Okay, Zeppelin. I personally, personally, was not the biggest Zeppelin fan. I know that there are people that are saying... Oh, Zeppelin's the greatest band ever. But I love Zeppelin, they're not the greatest band ever. I I'm I am not that they're big certainly of top a Zeppelin five though. fan. Uh, greatest bands ever, certainly I top think five. That, I think that people discovered Zeppelin after their peak and of course Stairway to Heaven was the only song that you'd ever slow dance to, you know. I mean that was that was the the go to song at every high school dance, every prom was Stairway to Heaven. There's a reason which was, which was dumb because that last half of it was yeah, hard I rock. That, but there's a reason that in uh, and as we wind on down the road, right, there, there's a reason that in uh, Wayne's World, Wayne's said, World, Wayne's World, excellent. Denied. So, but that was just because of like that, like like guitar stores. Everybody played Led Zeppelin, and if you listen, if you watch the the movie, he's not playing Stairway to Heaven. He's like, ding ding ding. It's like really bad. So anyway, Led Zeppelin, their first album, Led Zeppelin, obviously not their best album, but some people rank it higher. Certainly, should they be in the top fifty albums? Yes or no? Go. If I could put. All the Zeppelin songs that I think are the greatest. Okay, so you're all about compilations. No, that's gonna be that's gonna be the next that's gonna be the next podcast. 
We're gonna go. We're gonna we're gonna pick some artists. We're gonna make a a, a best of compilation record of of their best and put them toe to toe. Okay, I'll I'll tell you what. I'll tell you right now. You know what the best Zeppelin song was? It wasn't on any of their albums. Yeah. Hey hey, what can I say? That was the best Zeppelin song ever written, ever was. So you're telling me, hey, hey, what can I say, is yep. a better song yep. than Stairway to Heaven. Yep. Bold claim. Well, Led Zeppelin is no longer on the top 50. Well, that was a mistake. The Who. Who Ooh. are you? The Who. I really want to know. Just, just, just having the Who Tommy on there. Tommy should be in the top 10 right Tom, now. Tommy ain't even in the top 50. Well, Tommy should be in the top 10. See, the way, see, I don't like Tommy as much as everybody else likes Tommy. Well, Tommy, on, was, Tommy was fine. I'm, I'm fine with Tommy being what it was if it was if it was just an album. But I don't need I don't need a whole movie with Elton John with 35-inch platform heels and bullshit. No, I want to take the music for what it was. And when I do well, that, it's, do it's that. remarkably... Unremarkable. Oh, come on. I'd rather listen. I'd rather listen to other who stuff than Tommy. Please. Give me Pinball Wizard once in a while, but 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 uh, apart from that, Tommy is the the themes and the the recurrences and the and the way they did it. Oh, Tommy's a masterpiece. Nah, it's not a masterpiece. Nah, definitely not a masterpiece. Definitely not a masterpiece. Definitely not a masterpiece. And and that's just Tommy. Now we're not even talking about. Uh, who are you or who's next or who's next or that's or, where who are you's on or quadrophenia quadrophenia sucks too I mean come on the the who is definitely in Tommy and quadrophenia can suck a dick I want no, who's next no. I want the kids all right I want classic who who well 27 you too okay you too once pronounced as the greatest band ever Greatest uh, band history universe of all times ever. As uh, said Time Magazine 1985. Well, U2 has got some good songs, yes. But uh, I think their best album was uh, Rattle and How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb. What? I think their best album was Rattle How to Dismantle an Atomic What? Rattle How to Dismantle It. And then the next is Joshua Tree. How to Dismantle Well, it, they, obviously they're talking about Joshua Tree here. But is Joshua Tree or U2 in general in your top 50? Yes. All right. Well, they removed U2 in 2020. Well, they were fools. I agree. Now, let's go ahead and go down here. Let's go down. Do you like Van Morrison or anything? I don't really care. Uh, he had a few good songs. And he's, yeah. he was, he was, he, he's, he reminds me of uh, Robert Palmer. Okay, what about let's I just want to see here. What's going interesting, 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 interesting. Now here we go. Here we have in the 2003 list Miles Davis, some kind of blue at number 12, where in the updated list they dropped him down to 31. Well, I can agree with that, but but and Miles Davis was was 
was was good. I mean, no doubt. But I, I see he was better than Marvin Gaye. Surely, and that's why I find it very suspicious that they decided to uh, drop him when they're surely advocating for a more more uh, minority respected artist. So very interesting I'd indeed. Miles Davis and Marvin Gaye. I agree. And now let's go ahead and move on to the amuse bouche of the evening, right before the the amambion. The Beatles. Wait, I want to know if uh, Steely Dan's on the list. No. Well, I got to plug Steely Dan. Okay. Asia, no. best makeout album ever. Okay. And uh, gross. Uh, there's other songs of Steely Dan that were not on the, not on Asia, that were just as good. And so, if you're gonna listen to anybody, Steely Dan is who you want. Great. Um, and then who was the other one I was talking about? Oh, crap. Uh, okay, I guess we'll talk about the Beatles. Let's talk about the Beatles. Even though uh, this is a whole podcast in itself. Well, we've only really been going for like 20 minutes. So I figure this will be it and then we'll, then we'll finish up. Hey, the- what about your question to the Beatles? Well... In what well, let's let's start off with what of all the Beatles albums, what would you put highest on the list? Not meaning highest above all the albums, but highest above all the Beatles albums. You well, personally. Me personally, the best Beatles album? You're you personally, you're the greatest Beatles albums. To me? Yes. Abbey Road. Alright. Well, let me tell you you're going to be very pleased because in 2020 revisions the rolling stones editors have agreed with you abbey road is now the highest ranked beatles album what is the second highest ranked beatles album uh, for me for you Uh, I'd have to think about it, but uh, uh, personally, personally, it just just me, and I know I'm going to get all this flack and blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're going to get loads of hate. But yeah, but uh, if I were if. I were to listen to any Beatles album, I'd probably listen to the White Album. So Abbey Road, then White Album by your estimation. Yeah, then Do probably Sgt. Pepper. Sgt. Pepper. Then probably Rubber Soul. Okay. Then Revolver. Right. Then uh, That's enough. So we have Abbey Road, we have White Album, we have Sgt. Pepper. Yeah. Well, Abbey Road has since was was once not looked upon as their most superior album. Because they're dumbasses. It was looked upon as their one, two, three, four, fifth best album. Because they didn't know anything. Well, this is what we're going to talk about. Because Abbey Road was once 14th on the list and has since been bumped up to number five. Once the 14th greatest album of all time, now it is the number five album's greatest album of all time. And you're okay with that? Well, not really because nothing's changed. What 
the guys that are rating this are dumbasses. So. Certainly. So let's go ahead and go through why the guys rating this are dumbasses. In the 20, or 2003 list, Abbey Road was 14, now it's 5. Um, the White Album was, was number 10. It's no longer even on the top 50. Yeah, because people have been dissing the White Album for years. I personally don't like the White Album. I think it has a few moments of brilliance, but on the whole, it's 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 more of a troll than anything. Well, you, I can't listen to Obla Di Obla Da. I can't listen to Honey Pie. I can't listen to a, 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 a number of the other farcical songs that they intentionally put on the album, which is a double album, by the way, meaning they easily could have cut it and made a, an actual LP and it would have been brilliant start to finish, but they deliberately chose not to do that intentionally to troll. I'm sorry, I can't, I can't say a bunch of 20-year-olds hopped up on heroin putting a bunch of... N- noise on their record is genius i can't say it is i'm sorry well that you you just said what george martin said well george martin was probably the one of the reasons why the beatles got so big in the first place he he didn't like the album either he wanted uh, a single album with more creamy material in his words creamy i don't know about creamy but i definitely think that they they steered too hard into the skid anyway Let's continue with um, what you said Like was Sgt. Peppers. Sgt. Peppers is probably the point of most contention with this new list. Because in 2001, or 2003 rather, it was considered by Rolling Stone the greatest album of all time. Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. It is now dropped all the way to 24. Well, I wouldn't have dropped it that far. Yeah, you'd think the number one greatest album surely would be within the top five and certainly would be within place of this, the band that album it is so that the, the rankings would be the same. But not only did they drop it 23 places from their highest to 24, but they've also went ahead and put one, two Beatles albums ahead of it. Which was the other one? Revolver, number 11. Yeah, that they're going by... Yeah, I can understand why. I love Revolver. Like I say, Rubber Soul, Revolver, Sgt. Pepper, those to me are the three greatest albums ever put by, by any artist in the history of all time. It's, 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 it literally shows you the evolution of popular music. My problem is when they come out and say, oh, well, Sgt. Pepper's was so great. Oh, wait, no, it wasn't. Revolver was better. Sorry, no, it wasn't. Sergeant Pepper was better for a reason, and you established yeah, that. Sergeant Pepper was better than Revolver. Sergeant Pepper was better than Rubber Soul. Uh, it, it, it's it, the reason it works is because it's in that order: Rubber Soul, Revolver, Sergeant Pepper, yeah. Bronze, Silver, Gold. That's yeah. how it works. What happens before? If you like the, the Abbey Road White Album Beatles afterwards, that's your preference. If you prefer the four four rock and roll of the Beatles beforehand. That's your preference. But the, that triumvirate of albums, undeniable. I'm sorry. I used to deny it for a long time. I've since learned. But the fact that they decided to drop Sgt. Pepper, which I don't believe is a perfect album, but I definitely believe is a damn great one. 23 spots. Are you kidding me, bro? It's one of those albums where you can put on the first track 
And listen to it all the way to the end. And then once the sitar crap come uh, inside me, inside you, or whatever comes on, you just sort of plug your ears for like three minutes. And then you can continue. But it's, yeah. Now I want to get to the number one crux of the situation, which is really going to kind of tail off this conversation to what this all means. Remarkably, considering the former greatest album of all time, by their estimation, dropped 23 spots, and albums that weren't even in the top 50 are now all of a sudden the top 10, we now have one individual album that has not only maintained its place throughout this um, update and revision, but multiple years updates and revisions to remain and retain its spot as the second greatest album of all time by their estimation, thereby certainly putting itself in the argument of greatest of all time, Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys. Thoughts? See... I don't know how they're judging it, but the Beach Boys, you know, one album's one album sounds just like the next. Yeah, so, but this is this is specifically Pet Sounds though. This is specifically the album that the Beatles heard that made them go, "Oh shit, we need to make something even better than Revolver." I'm not buying that. That's this. That's the way it was, man. The, that was the Beatles heard. I mean, the Beatles heard Pet Sounds, and that's what made them write Sergeant Pepper. Nah, fact. I, I, no. Fact. It's not a fact. Fact. No, I'm not buying it. Fact. I'm not buying that. And the the Beach Boys only had one sound. That's all they had. They didn't have. You know, if you put on a record, you know, you know, it's the Beach Boys. You know, it's the Beach Boys. Yes, but okay. yes, you but okay. Then play me a song where I'm sitting there going, and you go, "Who's this?" And I'm going, "That's who not. Is that? That's not. I reject that. I reject that notion. This is well, the. This I is do that with no, no, because this is this is the Beth Kiss argument. Just because I don't recognize it doesn't mean it's better. The fact that it is recognizably Beach Boys is what makes it so much better. Oh come. Well, but but they're they're linear. Man. No 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 no. Because the I could definitely understand like uh, uh, surfing USA. Obviously, I don't expect John Paul George and Ringo to come up with something like that. But God only knows if freaking George, John Paul, and Ringo came up with God. God only knows what I'd be without you. If they come up with that, they're not only the greatest album, the greatest band of all time. They're no one's ever going to touch them. The fact that they were rivaling the Beatles at the point with 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 uh, I'm I'm gonna bring up the album because it's not just uh, it wouldn't it be nice uh, think of a better opener to an album than wouldn't it be nice wouldn't it be nice if we were older and we were it's just it's just happy and good it goes it goes on to you still believe in me no 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 because if you look at something like uh, Kokomo. That does not belong on Pet Sounds. It is a different sound. But you can tell it's the Beach Boys. And you can and you can and you know what? And you can tell freaking uh uh Hey Jude is the Beatles. Yeah, but I That doesn't I, mean I that doesn't you, mean I played you many a song where you're where 
It's the Beatles, and you don't know it's the Beatles. That doesn't mean anything when it comes to the quality of the music and how it and oh, how it's it. A good song it does. Yeah, exactly. And there's not a song on Pet Songs that doesn't make you feel good. Oh well, then put on Happy Birthday all the time. No, I mean, be, like that's that's my problem. Whereas the Beatles, especially when regards to the White Album, the Beatles were intentionally trolly. They were trying to make people not uh, listen to no, them. No, that's they, no, no. That's true. They become so popular that they wanted people. They wanted to try to dissuade people but, from listening to them. Kurt Cobain did the same shit with In Utero no. in '93 before he killed himself. He made intentionally bad music. That's not to say they were no, trying to the, make it. The White Album was not really the Beatles because most of the tracks were done individually. John did his tracks without the other three. Uh, George did his track like when with with my guitar gently weeps. George and Clapton were the only ones in the studio. Maybe Ringo was there, but when Paul was doing uh, uh, Honey Pie and stuff, John wasn't there. I mean, they did. They were kind of like four separate guys during that album. And the was, Beach Boys were all the, Brian Wilson. That doesn't make a damn bit of difference. Yeah, all what matters what's on the record. All what matters is on the record. And when it comes to Pet Sounds, the fact that it's number two, not only now, but 17 years ago. Somebody's just got a hard-on for the Beach Boys. I think, I think it's more indicative of the quality of the Beach Boys and their legend in terms of what they've done for popular music. I'm quite glad that the Beach Boys are number two. Considering the freaking Sgt. Pepper was number one and dropped to 24... I'm quite happy that the Beach Boys retained their legacy because it is one. Because look at look at the most popular song of 2020. It's WAP, Wet Ass Pussy by Cardi B. Do you really think in 20, 30, 40 years time, people are going to be turning on the radio and going, oh yeah, Wet Ass Pussy, you remember this song? No. They're going to turn on the Beach Boys and go, wouldn't it be nice if we were well, older? That's, that's because of the, 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 the structure of the song. But but they sound the same on every album, so I'm, I'm not. See, I see, I, I I fail to see where that's a critique because ACDC is one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time. They sound the exact damn same on every single album they ever wrote, but that doesn't mean they're not the greatest one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time. What like I don't understand where that where the critique comes from. It's like oh Ferrari, you're always fast. Well yeah, where's the where's the problem? No. It, you have you Hulk have Hogan. Have, you're really strong. You have. You yeah. still have to have variety. You still have to have creativity. Well, the you only the only variety have, the only variety that I can see from something like Kiss is Beth, which was just one one small little uh, ballad. But if that a ballad is all you're looking for, well, then ballads happen all the time. Look at all your '80s hair metal bands. Freaking Poison had a ballad. It was called Every Rose Has Its Thorn. You yeah. listen to every single other song they have, it sounds nothing like Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Does that mean they're a better album, that they're a better band than the Beach Boys? I don't think so. Just because they have a signature sound, and sure, you can put one, what, one song on another album or another song on another album, doesn't no, no, mean... No, I'm not saying the Beach Boys aren't bad. I'm, I, I like the Beach Boys music. Okay. There, there's a lot of good stuff on the Beach Boys. But the Beach Boys, all they remind me of... Is the Beatles before Rubber Soul? That's all I. That's all I can hear. I think the. I think the very fact that you're able to make that distinction is so indicative of just how great the Beach Boys are. 
I mean, if you had the Beach Boys making an album today, it'd sound just like the same they did in the 60s. And you literally have Paul McCartney making an album, making song, making music today, and it sounds just like Paul McCartney making it with Wings and, and you know, freaking... Yeah, but, but come when on, he was with man. Wings, come on. He, he didn't sound like the Beatles. What? Well... The Beatles were the Beatles. You have to kind of put them in a special spot because they were quite literally the shepherds of the old to the new. They literally were the ones that made it happen. So you can't say, oh, well, the Beatles sounded like the Beatles. The Beatles didn't even sound like the Beatles. Take take the 68 Beatles to the 62 Beatles. Different Beatles. Right. They evolved. Yeah, well, evolution doesn't mean every album has to be completely different. Okay. Evolution, evolution just means you need to be able to continue to, to strive to be great, just like the Beach Boys proved to do after Pet Sounds when you come up with their other stuff. I don't know their other stuff, because like I say, with much with you, you deal with greatest hits and compilation albums. But no, Kokomo came out sometime in the freaking 70s, and that was a huge Whoa, hit. Oh, 80s. 80s even yet, and that was a huge hit. So, in terms of... In terms well, of, that's because all the Beach Boy fans got older... And wanted to relax on the beach. If that were the, if that were the case, then the Eagles would have had a renaissance in the '90s, which they didn't. So, what about? Uh, is there any rush on that list? No, sir. See, there's there's another problem. Not in the top fifty. I could I could go and do the top five hundred legit, but it's it, it's, well, that's a lot. Everybody's of got and and what and what I don't understand. What I don't understand is why. The back up fool, back up fool. The magazines or the press or the radio stations or whoever has such an affinity to Rush. I mean, such the, an affinity that means they like them. A non-affinity then. All right. Because I mean, they didn't get to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame till way late because they didn't like them. I mean, I don't understand how Rush turned off people in those. Types of places because <laughs> if if you want to talk about talent and and songwriting and and uh, Rush Rush was a hell of a band. Yeah, they really are, and I think that the, the, they're the reason that they aren't really as admonished or whatever is because that they are so good it's it's an indicate it's it's an indication that not many people get them which means they're they're superior in that respect you know i think a lot of people give them like them and give them more credit nowadays but when it comes to success of bands like that, I mean, look at look at Joe Satriani. He sold over forty million records worldwide. Good, good D- art. D- dudes, dudes, super, super, you know, loved, and I mean, he has got a bunch of Grammy nominations. Whatever, all like check all the boxes you need. But if I ask somebody down the street, nobody knows who the hell Joe Satriani is. Yeah, because his songs are are a little bit. They're not mainstream. Well, yeah, they're, they're not mainstream because it's it's literally guitar, instrumental, rock and roll. There's no vocals. There's no. There's nothing people could sing along at a bar. There's no. There's no. You know, sweet Caroline. Yeah, bop, there's none well, of that. There's none of that. So yeah, it, I'm not expecting Joe Satriani to be heralded as as one of the greatest stars of all time. But that's what makes it so important for me to fight for him. When somebody says, "Oh, who's your favorite guitar player?" 
Well, I'm going to say okay. Joe because well, about Satriani being better than Jimi Hendrix. Well, that, that's the problem. You're, what you're saying, I, I say, say Satriani's better. Than we're 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 talking about greatness. You bring up best. I said favorite. Those are three different things. Greatness is who is most synonymous with what we're talking about. Best is who's achieved the most. And favorite is your personal preference. Jimi Hendrix is the greatest guitar player of all time because as soon as I bring up Jimi Hendrix, everybody knows who the fuck I'm talking about. If I think of all who's the greatest.